So every two weeks, we meet for coffee and just literally just catch up on what we've been doing, families, world events. Right. So. Yeah, man. Check one, two. It's, I'm not having any note post production. <laughs> Everything I do is going to be absolutely minimal. And as soon yeah. as you say beta, I'm like, this nerd. So we definitely need to set up a budget for this. <laughs> Now we're back. There you go. <laughs> right. So I just I just got asked if we if if we were being bothered. And your response? Nope. <laughs> I mean, there's like 15 people there, right? What if I said yes? It would be 15 people getting up to move for two. You think? Because they were there here first. They were they were here first, right? If I said, "Yeah, guys, you got to keep it down over there," what? It's kind of a dick move, right? No, no, I don't need that juju on me either. So, nope, you guys are good. So there's a, a religious group in the coffee shop this morning. With Hang on, you can't people. say religious group. Oh, is that? Did I just get canceled? It is a group. It is a it is a group of women. Oh, you just got canceled. It's a prayer group. <laughs> it is okay. a group of women in, in what appears to be a prayer group. A prayer group. So it's kind of when you walk in and you see a, a prayer group that's actively praying, everyone's actively praying, you start to wonder how you're going to record a podcast in the coffee shop. Well, yeah, but, you know, it's probably <laughs> 10 feet to them. They were chit-chatting <laughs> when I sat down. And then, you know, because we're in a coffee shop, public space, I overheard them talking about the prayer topics. And I was like, oh, that's what this is. And then one of the ladies, when we set the mics up, asked, where are we going to be bothering by them? Yeah. And I said, no, yeah. of course not. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting. Might write my name on a napkin here and slip it across the table and see if they'll put in a good word for me, <laughs> right. you know. You should, probably just, should put your name as well. From, I'll put my whole family at this point. <laughs> right. So, my mom's actually a pretty, can I say religious? She's very religious. She's very, right. She, so she is Saying also, someone is religious, yes. <laughs> okay. Calling a group of women who are praying a religious group. Let's just better play it safe. Right. It's a group of very happy women who are praying for us all. So my mom's a heavy prayer as well. So is my mom. So is my wife. So it's an interesting dynamic, she and I. I'll tell you what my mom has taught me. I'm not a heavy prayer. But I do, I see the real world connection to the importance of sort of speaking positively. Sort of like trying to bring people up, trying to bring goodness to the world to people there's a real there's actual real world effects from that oh yeah i mean that's mm -hmm. you know it's <laughs> it's probably it's probably not well the words are probably not for everyone but the underlying meaning is is and it's what i tell my kids don't be a dick <laughs> 
you know, and they always laugh because I say it that way, but yeah. that's the simplest way I know how to describe it. Yeah. Just, just be nice, right? Be, be nice. You know, and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're you know, who, why, why would I say anything ugly about this group of women? You know, doing what they do. It's not for me, right? But hey, if it makes you guys happy or you ladies happy. Go get it. after it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't care. That reminds me, we used, to, maybe we start off on the wrong topic this morning because this is real uncomfortable to keep rolling well, on. Well, I don't think we dive into this for an entire, <laughs> you know, session, but, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's describing the scenario in which we mm-hmm. we sat down into, right? Our recording because we wanted studio. This, this particular, yes, this right. spot, which is the coveted corner spot. Right. So, oh, yeah, when you messaged me and said you had the corner, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bumped it up a little bit. Let's go. <laughs> a little bit of extra energy. Right. This is a great spot, by the way. If anyone's sponsoring us already, it's this coffee shop right now. Right. Unknowingly. Yeah, and I think I would take I think I would take reservations for the Like, if they could rope this spot off, I'd still buy coffee here, and this would be our sponsorship. I, I really want to That's find out who owns this situation. Right, right. And I want the details behind this cabinet, which mm. we're sitting next to, which is an amazing piece of furniture. It has Mac tool handles, and every drawer, as Mark just pulled, has there's a set of micrometers right there. You know, <laughs> it's got tools and everything. I can see sockets through this little hole in this drawer. Random <laughs> snips. I mean, it's a legit. It's, some, it's, after it's hours, somebody is in here working. Oh, I mean, yeah. If I own this place, yeah, I'd pull my bike in here and do my oil changes right here. I mean, there's there's a pack of Allen wrenches that haven't even been opened. Brand new. Right? This is like my dad's... My dad bought this beautiful piece of furniture, opened his coffee shop. And then my dad's notorious for I can't find it, so he goes buys another one. Yeah. Oh. Which means you end up with multiples of the same thing sometimes, i.e., the Allen riches still in the package. Uh huh. You know, my dad's the same way. Right. This looks like my dad finally found all of that and then put it in this beautiful <laughs> piece of furniture. <laughs> and for what? Right. We're in a coffee shop. Yeah. I, it's for this moment, right? It's the conversation piece. Yeah. Well, it's a great backdrop. But my dad's the same way, man. We have, or he has, a two car garage full of stuff. I mean, full. And it's the greatest thing. If you ever need something, he's got it. But you're going to spend about an hour and a half to two hours to locate it. Well, that's my dad. Well, Mm -hmm. I would spend. It looks like someone dropped a cluster bomb in the middle of, you know, a Lowe's tool department. (laughs) Or a big box brand tool department store, you know, (laughs) a Napa. (laughs) And I don't know where, it, there's no rhyme or reason to it, right? Yeah. You know, he'll go right in there and be like, oh, yes, it moved three things and there it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's right here, a second shelf behind this, that, and the other. You know, I saw it six years ago, you know, and it's still there. He knows where all that crap is. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's his system, right? Yeah. But, How is it that our dads are so similar in that way? I, well, I don't know thing? because I'm not that way. Yeah, I'm not either. Like I have a, I have a really nice, small roll around, toolbox, 
And I have, I mean, my stuff is, I know exactly where it's at in which drawer right. because it's all organized. And right. It's on the verge of shadowed, but I didn't take the time to cut out all the Kaizen, you know, so. I hear you. It's, but I know where it's at. It, it, my dad's vehicle. Beautiful, you know, very expensive crew mm. cab dually truck. Leather interiors. The door pockets are jammed with crap. The really? center console has multiple containers of Tic Tacs and because you know, he loves Tic Tacs, you know. And uh, I love some orange Tic Tacs. Yeah, so it's just full of crap. And so when he was up here, you know, when they were up here for Lone Lobs thing, I was letting them drive my truck because it's a smaller. Truck. You were in his truck for that. I was. Did you clean it out, or did you have to no. leave it? No. <laughs> why would I? No. He, why would you clean it out? It's the same thing. He knows where all that crap is. But there's like 45 keys on the key ring in the door. <laughs> you don't know where all that shit is. You can't does, possibly know what all those keys go to. Does your dad carry around way too many keys on a no. carabiner clipped to his No, no, belt he's buckle. not that guy. Okay. He's not that That's guy. That's my dad. But he has one. Yeah. It's just in the door of the truck. Okay. <laughs> you know. But it's, it's a great. fun game. I like, I'll pick one up and be like, what's this go to? Uh huh. And, and about one out of three every three times, he'll be like, oh, that goes to that. You know, <laughs> I think he's probably learned that I, I'm, there's no way to prove it, so he just makes up something just because he don't want to be picked on. But yeah. I'm like, Dad, you know, it's, it's a beautiful vehicle. Why the hell do you keep it that way? I keep a vehicle like my mom does. Mm hmm. You know, my dad, my sister is just like my dad. You know, you, if you need it, chances are you've got it with you. Right. But that's because it's stuck everywhere it's, in there, you yeah. know. So just go pull it out. Be prepared. He's prepared. I mean, if we got caught out in the middle of nowhere, you know, we probably have enough supplies to get us back. Yeah. So, but yeah, each his own. But yeah, it's the same. That's, that's the thing, right, everybody? As long as he's happy. That's all that matters. Works for him. Gotta give you shirt off his back, fix anything you, right. you have and right. you know. That's one thing I'm really appreciative for for my dad, just that just sort of able to diagnose and fix anything. Cause I feel like I watched him as a kid do that so many times. And now even though I may not be able to do the same, I have that sort of same uh, mentality that it is fixable, it's doable. You right. just gotta get in there and you might screw it up and have to buy a new one anyway, but along the way you might fix it. So, well, eh. I, mine's, mine's a little bit condescending, which is what I, I think of every time I think about this. But it's the way I motivate myself. It's you know, look, if this cat can figure it out, I can. <laughs> you know, right. so I don't know if it's <laughs> hyping myself up or you know, is it me putting someone else down? But maybe a little bit of both. Maybe it's a little bit of both. But look. <laughs> If that guy can figure it out, or that that girl can figure it out, right, right, know, hell, I can too, right, and uh, that's how I tackle it. You know, we get after it that way. So, but the big downside, this is this is what I learned. It was an awful lesson. But the big downside is, hey, I can this, this mindset that he had of I can fix this, even though it wouldn't make any economical sense. It's like you could go out and work for one hour. And earn the money to buy that thing that you just fixed. But you spent 20 days, an hour a day, fixing <laughs> this thing. By the way, we couldn't use it for 20 days. I get that. It, it's how I am with things around the house. Why pay somebody to do it when I can do it? 
it's the same mentality with everybody. You it's know? but it's so oh, it's so draining. I yeah. get into one time Elizabeth needed her brakes replaced for the Saturn, and I dug into that, thinking it's a two-hour job. Hmm. I had the parts ready to go, right? And I get the tire off, which took some time. I get down to the actual drum, and I can't remove this old rusty drum. <laughs> and that thing, of course she needs the car, right? Because she has to work and stuff. I was sweating something like five hours in to this brake change job. Finally finished it up. Of course, it's like 1 a.m. at this point on a work night, whatever it is. You know, like all the, all the things that could go wrong went wrong, right? Right. And I'm like, I could have just taken it up to whatever auto, any auto shop. And within an hour, they'd had it in and out and saved myself some time. But anyway, so I, I constantly found myself doing this all the time in my young adult years, just diving in to tackle things, quickly learning that there is an economic balance and you got to just pull the trigger to buy something when it's time or pay someone else to do the service when it's time. But I always have that urge to do it myself anyway. I have to overcome it sometimes. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's good, though. I think it's good. I think it's good to have. I'll try to teach that to Oliver, too. Well, I, I went through that with... Uh, I've, I've tackled things I probably shouldn't have tackled. I've also tackled things that I didn't know how to do and turned out fantastic, you yeah. know? But I remember my son and my nephew were upstairs. They're super tight. Now, you're talking now a 16-year-old and an 18-year-old. 19 year old kid yeah. and I was moving a, a sofa I had I had put it upstairs and I got it all the way to the top of the staircase but it needed to go through a doorway well in order to get it through that doorway into that particular room where I was putting this sofa I had to take the pins out of the door <laughs> hinge to remove the door to give me that little bit extra and to make it easier I would remove the feet off the bottom of the sofa and this particular sofa has one screw in the middle of this foot. And normally they thread into an insert. Well, this one was just a screw, a literal wood, screw. Right. right, so a Phillips head, you know, unscrew this. Uh -huh. And I brought a power drill Oh yeah. with a number two bit. And look, <laughs> hey, don't strip it. Make sure you push in. Okay, good. You know, it was, good. it was the most disappointing and hilarious thing at the same time what to watch those two cats try to unscrew <laughs> a single Phillips <laughs> screw, wood screw out of the bottom of this couch. That's great. I was I laughed and I was also like, what have I done? Oh, uh, right, right. You know, because I didn't I clearly didn't prepare you for anything. <laughs> you know, but it's the old mentality. But my daughter my daughter that's that's the mechanically inclined one. She knows what's up, huh? She's right in there with me. She knows exactly what's happening. We'll put furniture together, and I'll give her an Allen wrench and teach her, you know, the washer goes on this side, there's a lock washer on this, and then this assembly. And I can cut off and do the other side, and she'll meet me in the middle, and she's, I mean, that's cool. it's there. You know? That's so cool. She's in there. Yeah. But it's the old, you know, he's the, he's the son. He's supposed to. <laughs> it ain't that way, you know? 
I'm not knocking it. Kid's got a skincare routine and he likes the gym. You know, that's what it is right now. Yeah, yeah. My daughter likes to ride horses and, you know, get in there and get her hands dirty. Yeah. So. She rides horses? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so she, her, her, is it cousin? Cousin? I think it's just cousin. Whatever the hell. Anyway, she barrel races. The cousin does. Yes. Cool. And they're tight. Cousin's like 21, 22. Yeah. They used to like live right next to each other. So they were, she was always in a horse. She loves, my, my daughter loves horses and she's got a horse and she would ride barrels, you know, in the little, you know, That's so class. Cool. So yeah, she enjoys it. She likes that. So look, not my thing. I had a bad experience with a horse. You did. To hell with a horse. You know? <laughs> so. I mean, on. he saw, a, he saw, a, I used to go riding with a, a buddy of mine in high school. Yeah. And I've probably been, I don't know, a half a dozen times. Horse riding? Yeah, man. How have I not got, how has this not happened to me at any point in life? He, he had, I think they had two or three horses and they was one of those shared, you know, hey, you keep your horse out here at the barn and you go out there and ride it and whatever. Okay. Open field with thickets of pine trees, you know, planted pines, so they're all in a row, you know, and they're in rows, whatever. <laughs> the horse's name was Quincy. And we would, you know, I didn't mind riding around or whatever. I don't want to gallop. I don't want to run. I just, we ride the horse, you know. Yeah. It was something he liked to do, and he's like, hey, you want to go? And I was like, yeah, sure. That horse had had enough, I guess, or was having a bad day. And decided he wanted to go to the trees. I don't think he wanted to go into the trees. I just think he wanted me off of it. Uh, <laughs> Did it work? So he, he headed to the trees at a at a pretty good clip and I was like Quincy whoa and you know, I'd pull the reins and try to pull him to one side or whatever and it didn't matter he was headed to the trees so I exited the horse before we got to the shoot. thicket because it would have clipped me right off of there oh shit and I never I, th- I take that back I was going to say I never got on a horse again but I did get on a horse when we went to Iceland one of those oh, Icelandic did? courses, you know, we did a little I don't think you told me about with this. A, yeah, because I'm not very proud of it, but we, <laughs> yes, we did a little. The couple that we were supposed to go with that ended up missing their original flight yeah. that first day, we were supposed to do an Icelandic, she wanted to do an Icelandic horse tour. Yeah. An Icelandic horse tour. Yeah, so you get on these little Icelandic this horses. This is not a which thing. Are small. No way. It is, dude. I'm telling you. They're, they're like smaller than regular horses, which, God. you know, I'm... 6'3", 270 pounds, so it, it, you can imagine what that situation looks like. I would want you off my back as well. Correct. I'm just saying. Yeah, I would want me off my back. So Anyway, so they did, they missed their flight. Well, hell, we didn't. We could, it was too late to cancel the tour, so we just said, hell with it. We'll, 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 we'll do it. So my wife and I did it. We had a good time. We got some cool stories out of it. I don't care for it, but I was yeah. a good sport. Yeah, let's yeah, go, yeah. let's go do it. I still don't like horses. Damn a horse! And they're pretty to look at. They make good commercials. Outside of that, I don't really care for a horse. <laughs> My daughter loves them. So, the only time I ever rode a horse was on our honeymoon. We had just got married. Went on the honeymoon. The spot we stayed at had a some kind of ranch or something. Anyway, they offered horse rides. Like a group of, it's like six to twelve people. 
show up. First time I'd seen a horse, like a big horse up close. Mm. And they taught us how to get on. We got on. They told us how to do the controls. <laughs> Control. Controls. <laughs> and then, uh, then the leader sort of started leading the group down the trail. And Elizabeth, poor Elizabeth, her horse did not want to do what the group was doing. Yeah. So we, we were sort of separated the whole time with Elizabeth's horse, like, like 20 feet back and always slowly losing the group. It was awful. It was a cool little ride, though. I mean, we didn't, like, ride or anything. It was just a slow trail walk. Well, these, these, these like, this Icelandic horse situation... So you ride this trail and you go through the little volcanic lava field and I mean there's that's cool, but you know there's random like grass meadows and whatever in between it. And these these they told us they said look, and I guess is hell I don't know I don't know much about a horse other than there's the front there's the back you know, but uh, apparently these horses love to stop and like eat so you got to like pull them you know nope they'll try to put their head down on the side of the road and eat nope let's go you know and for the most part they follow but Julie's love to stop and eat and like you know <laughs> it, it, I mean it's it's a massive muscular animal right you know if it wanted its head down you know you you had to really get after it to yeah. get that head back up yeah and she, She's just like, screw this. So she'd just give up. Her, random, her horse was eating all the time. <laughs> and then we would like, we rode for a bit, and then we like stopped in this random area. And they said, hey, you can get off your horse if you'd like to. Most people said, I'm not enough to get on this damn thing. Right, right. Just stick it. on. That's what I would Julie do. Julie said, I'm not getting off of it because I don't know if I'll get back on it. Uh-huh. And so her horse was like, ooh pretty sure there's food on the other side of this hill and just like randomly walked up this hill through a bush and kept trying to take her over the hill and she's like don't let her go over the hill and how the hell am i supposed to keep this thing from happening uh-huh so she you had can't. her constantly in a bush you know she's like, ah. you know so it was hilarious but oh god that's funny I was like, that's what you get. If you had a four wheeler you just put it in reverse right right and if you don't want to go anywhere don't press the button you know <laughs> oh that's funny that but, sounds about right. Yeah. Jumping on an animal that weighs more than you. Yeah. This is what you expect. And, you know, Quincy and I, we'd ridden several <laughs> times, and he'd tried to do that before. And I beat that horse. When that horse wouldn't listen in the, and he was headed for that pine tree, I beat that horse. I was like, man, stop. That horse didn't, he didn't know I was back there. Yeah. He's like, man, you're getting off. Yeah. You're either, you're either getting off or we both going through these trees. Uh-huh. <laughs> Made me, should have made Swedish meatballs out of it. <laughs> so no, I don't care for a horse. And I've never seen like horse barrel racing up close until we moved to where we live, and they've got the facility close by. I think all the facilities that I've seen around the house here, are like equestrian, where it's like, man, I'm, I'm trying to think of what the word is. Dressage. Say again? Like dressage. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> Just kidding. Like dressage. That's basically... <laughs> that's I mean, I, I heard that once. I don't know this word. And that's the shit where they, like, get really dressed up and the horses, oh, like, do this little yeah, prancing yeah, 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 shit. Yeah. Okay. 
And then I don't think it's the same thing, but like, you know, the whole gate jumping thing where they jump over the heads and jump over the gates. Oh, you're right. That's what I've seen. Not barrel, but this. Barrel is, is like about. in a straight up arena. Yeah, where you're trying to they loop put around. put the barrels down and you got like three barrels. This is speed related, right? Yeah. The barrels. So go and then yeah. take off and how quickly you can get around the barrel and get yeah, back yeah, through yeah. The, the line or something. So I haven't seen that then. What I see is the gates, jumping the gates. And there's form and there's like all the things that go along with it. Either way, yeah. ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> both of them are ridiculous, but hey, to each his own, right? As long as it makes everyone happy. She she loves it. She enjoys it. So, hey, what power to you, girl? What what do you need for me to to be able to do this? So we're gonna stick with rock climbing <laughs> for a little bit longer. Which we went. Did I tell you this? I don't think I did. Since we last talked, we went to our first outdoor climb our first non-gym climb no i don't think i heard this you did hear this maybe you did i don't, no, think, I don't, so. I don't think so so stop me if you have heard this so it was uh kind of off in the woods middle of nowhere middle of a park in this area like a nature reserve park and you go down the trails and it's down by the stream there's this sort of like rock formation it's just massive. So it's probably like 30 feet high overall. And it's really cool online. They've got pictures of the rock faces. So when you get there at the rock, there's nothing. There's no markings. There's no ropes. No nothing. But you get there and you got a picture and you go find. Looking at the rock, you try to find the route that's sort of mapped out on the picture. And they've got ratings for the routes. And uh, so we go and we do this. And the only equipment we have with us is Oliver's climbing shoes, <laughs> which is not enough. So basically we spent the time, he spent the whole time about two feet off the ground, just sort of working left to right, right to left kind of thing, which he thoroughly enjoyed. That was our first time out. Uh, but I think typically in this case you would have like maybe a helmet or ropes or yeah. all the safety equipment. So at some point we got to go out and buy that. And we'll go back again. So I looked it up. There's like, I don't know, 10 to 15 of these like spots within an hour and a half, two hour drive of our house. Hmm. So every couple weekends, we'll probably head out once we get the equipment and do a climb, yeah. an outdoor climb. It's pretty cool. I need to get some shoes and climb with him at some point. Like, I'm kind of jealous at this point. When he was out there on the rock, I'm like, dang, that looks like fun, you know? Yeah. It does look like fun, but, man, it hurts a lot more when you fall now. Oh, Jesus. So. You mean outdoors? <laughs> you might just want to, you know, encourage him from the ground. <laughs> from the ground? <laughs> oh, it hurts when you fall because you're older. Yes. I got you. Well, yeah. you know, if you fall, if you're doing it right, when you fall, you're not actually falling. You know, you hang from a rope. If you're uh -huh. climbing, you know, or, or if you're climbing, if you're bouldering and you're lower to the ground, you fall on a mat. So you're supposed uh -huh. to buy a mat and come out there and lay it down. Should be all right. All right. Should be. All right. Well, you know, look. Come in with a cast on yeah. my arm next time. We will do an entire session on that. <laughs> it will be hilarious. It will be basically 50 minutes of me just laughing at you. So be prepared. <laughs> you know. With random, I told you so is in the middle. Right, of right, right, right. <laughs> so. We'll have to go back and piece together the <laughs> clips. 
me saying what I'm going to do and how right. I could get hurt, right. followed hey, by man. me being hurt. Do you, right? It was legit, though. We, we actually went out twice. We went out one time just to scope it out. The second time, somebody else was climbing. They had ropes tied up. They had, at the top of the rock, they had two trees. They had tied ropes to the two trees, brought the ropes together, and then tied some sort of a harness clip or whatever, and then straight down the rock. And they had a partner holding the other side of the rope at the ground, belaying them. So they climbed up, and they climbed to the top of that rock. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool to watch. It's one step closer to what Oliver said he ultimately wants to be, which is like a mountaineer climber. Yeah. <laughs> that was his original. Hey, man, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's been fun. Huh. Good for him. Yeah. He was at school the other day, <laughs> and they did a little video of the kids. Kids sat around in a circle, and they went from kid to kid on the same video, and they had each kid talk about why that they were why they were special, what made them unique or different. And so they're going around, and some kids are like, "Well, I like nature," or you know, "There's this cool tree frog that's my favorite." And, um, you know, I can skateboard. I can do a, like a kickflip on a skateboard, which I thought was amazing. For <laughs> these kids are like six years old. And then they pan over to Oliver, and guess what he pulls out? He says, I'm special because I'm the only one in my class who wants to be an Olympic rock climber. <laughs> oh, wow. No pressure. <laughs> no, right? I'm like, oh, my gosh. All right, kiddo. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> Give him about 10 years and run that clip back, you know? <laughs> I know. Uh... I'm like, I'm, this to me, though, this is good. I'm like, this is good. You know, even if we don't make it there, at least he's dreaming. He's got the dreaming part down. Right. That's amazing. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so what else has been going on? Everything good at the boat? Huh? Everything good at the boat? We went last weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Labor Day weekend, so, you know, had a four-day weekend. Figured we'd, you know, last big official boating holiday of the season. Really looking forward to it. Rained the whole time. Oh, it did. You know, now, yeah. there, were, there were, you know, several hours in the middle of the day where it didn't. So, you know, we got there on Saturday. We went out. Dropped the hook. Yeah. Had a blast. Cool. At least you got that in. My dad, uh, my dad brought his drone. Cool. He's got, he's got a DJI Mavic. Don't know anything about that. Well, that's as much as I know. <laughs> it goes you up know, in the air. It's one of those things, right, where uh, you see him and you're like, man, that's really cool. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I've, I've flown his a couple of times. Like, oh, this is awesome. I'll take so many videos and pictures with it. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> and Or at least I don't. And uh, it's one of those, like, this is like a, I don't know, $1,000, dr- battery-operated camera. Takes amazing video and pictures. Yeah. I, I want one, but I don't want to spend the money for one. 
So my dad yeah. ended up with this situation, and he got like a smoking deal on it. And uh, so he, I think he's used it, I don't know, a couple of times. I keep saying, hey, you know, I, I think he gave $600 for this thing. He's got two or three batteries, got three, three or four batteries, a bunch of spare blades, yeah. a unit. It's in a molded case. Yeah. I was like, I'll give you 600 bucks for it. He was like, yeah, yeah, right. No, you know, he don't want to get rid of it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I got to have one. But let me, let me check yours out. Yeah. And then I'll see. So I've flown them a handful of times. He's flying them is, is one thing. And yes, we could certainly do it. But putting it on a boat and trying to figure out what's going I mean, you know, if, if I'm if I'm in a grassy field trying to figure this out and the battery runs out, I don't off. understand right. what the hell is going on. Yeah. At least it lands in the grassy field and I'm uh-huh. like, oh well replace a couple of blades. If you screw it up yeah. on the boat, it's gone. Then I'm buying one that I don't even get to keep, you know? <laughs> right. So I've been hesitant to take it out. I've had it for three or four weeks or something. And anyway, last week, I think I randomly charged the batteries in it and took it out in front of the house there and shot it up in the air and messed around with it. I was like, all right, cool. I could do this. All right. So last weekend, I took it and... We, were, we swam for a bit and whatever, and anyway, everybody's having a good time. And I kind of got out to chill for a little bit and went and sat on the front of the boat. And hell, I said, well, we're going to check this out. So finally got it up in the air. Okay. Finally got some really cool video of the boat and our little setup, you know. That's awesome. So it's pretty, uh, it was encouraging. It's enough for me to want to learn a little bit more about it and then, yeah. you, know, you know, figure out the tracking feature where I, more confident launching it from the boat and getting yeah. some actual moving shots. Yeah, yeah. All that cool cinematography that you you see, you're like, oh, I got a drone, I could take that uh-huh. shot. And as it turns out, these people are amazing well professionals, <laughs> right? Yes, right. <laughs> with you know, they've been doing this for a long time and make it look very easy. Uh-huh. You know, so but but anyway, so we, we we did that last weekend and dodged the rain a little bit, but still had a really good time. Spent Saturday night out there. Spent it on the boat and then came back Sunday late. Okay. But had my son, my daughter, and my son's girlfriend up all weekend. So. Going you know, strong? Three teenagers, basically, you know, all weekend. But but it was good. Yeah. Definitely looking forward to a quiet weekend this weekend. Does that mean we can't come up this weekend? You sure can, yeah, but we're going to be very low-key, Just right? chill. Hey, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, I told Oliver. He asked yesterday. Yeah. He said, what about Will's boat? When are we going to go up there? I said, well, probably this weekend. Yeah. He said, all right. I yeah, said, I'll ask up, it. Yeah. I just got to talk to Elizabeth and see what she's got planned. So this past Saturday, yeah, Saturday, we drove out to Gardendale, Alabama. For what? <laughs> For a wedding. This is a family wedding. Okay, a wedding. We a wedding. Yeah, all right. It's my cousin. He got married this past weekend. So we had a great old time Uh out in Gardendale, Alabama. Where where the hell is Gardendale? It's like 30 minutes north of Birmingham. Okay, all right. Which is sort of the general area where my dad's side of the family came from. 
Yeah. That's interesting. My, my, my wife's mother's side of the family came from Tuscaloosa. No way. Yeah. Which was hilarious because I think it was not this past weekend, but the weekend before we like went over her aunt, you know, my, my mother-in-law's sister. Yeah. Had come into town. And, I, and they grew up very, very – I'd always heard her mother say, you know, hey, we grew up really poor. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, all right, that's cool, yeah, you know. But, I mean, they obviously have done very well for themselves now, but – Yeah. When someone like that tells you that they grew up poor, I don't – you don't have any – you and I uh-huh. have been fortunate enough. We don't really have any concept of that. But I got to hear lots of recollections of, of them as, you know, kids – Growing up in Tuscaloosa, and when when you say poor, they meant poor. They had no shoes for the summer. They, I mean, the whole dirt floor situation. I mean, it was it was poor, right? Yeah. You know? So, yeah. but they, you know, some of the stories that they told, it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and again, not laughing at their financial situation, but laughing at some of the things they did as kids, you know. And yeah. It's just it's funny as hell. But uh, yeah, they came. They're from the Tuscaloosa area, and her dad, I think he was, he's from Tacoa. So, of course, they met at college in college, but it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy to to think about, you know. How, how drastically your life can change from one extreme to the other. I know. You know, good or bad, but. I'll tell you, when I was a kid, our AC on our house went out. We didn't replace it. Ooh. We, <laughs> we ended up, we had a, a like a three bedrooms. So I have two siblings, my parents, all in the same house. So we had three bedrooms. And there's a hallway that led to all three bedrooms. So my parents got a window unit, put it up in their bedroom, turned that on, and put a sheet in the hallway so that the cool air could stay in the bedroom area while we slept at night. Oh, wow. (laughs) All right. So not quite dirt floor. Right. But we were, we were, uh, we did not have, so, so to this day, my wife, her family had AC. My family kind of pretty much did not. And so we have very different temperature tolerances right. at home. Well, like they were telling me this story, like, you know, the whole, I heard them say, you know, they bought shoes for the school year. But yeah. during the summer, they didn't have Shoe, shoes. No shoes. You know? That's it's, pretty crazy. That's wild. You know, it, just nuts. Like, they had like a whole, like, like a, like a freaking hole where the fireplace was supposed to be in the house. It wasn't finished yet. So they hung like 10 cans, empty food cans from a string that would rattle if someone came through that thing or an animal came through. Get out of here. I'm, dude, I, I didn't make this up. <laughs> That's awesome. This. That's and genius. I was like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, lots of random stories, lots of laughing. You know, lots of good time. They remember it, and they, they were having That's a good so time cool. with it, you know? Yeah. And then they randomly threw it out there, and then they got a monkey for Christmas. And I was like, you did what? I'm sorry? Yes. Well, they bought, a, like, one of those little spider monkeys. 
Their dad paid 50 bucks for it. It said, Merry Christmas, kids. And that's what they all, they all got for Christmas was a $50 monkey that they kept in the, you know, in the house. Whoa. And I was like, how did minute. that you turn out? You didn't have shoes for the summer, but you got a monkey? I mean, but I'm thinking if you're about prioritizing. Right, now, right? You know, try to go buy a monkey right now. Right. right. Oh, well. But the, apparently that was a thing back then. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> they said, you know, they kept this monkey for a little bit. Anyway, the monkey, somebody left the door open. The monkey sure. got out. And left. For good. Gone. Right. Never to be seen again. Right. Saw an ad in the paper. Hey, found a monkey. So they're like, oh my gosh, they found Chi Chi, I think is what they named this monkey. They found Chi Chi. So they went to the, they contacted this person to go get their monkey. Retrieve their monkey. Wasn't their monkey. Turned out somebody else had lost a monkey. It's like, how many monkeys did they sell in Alabama back then? <laughs> the local monkey Apparently dealer. that was the thing. Really? I was just like, mind blown. That blows my mind, for sure. I'm just... It was it was a it was a really good time. They had a good time with the stories, and I was so good. I was just like, look, I'd always heard her mother say <laughs> she grew up poor, but you know, like her mom washes Ziploc bags. Yeah, yeah. Like she'll use a Ziploc bag, and I would, you know, yeah. I, it's a joke between she and I, you know. But she really wa- washes and reuses it. Yep. My like, mom, come on, <laughs> you know. And that's me being entitled and spoiled. Meanwhile, she grew up, you know. Literally making mud cakes in the yard with no shoes for the summer. Right. So, very different childhood. Yeah. You know. That's amazing. Yeah, I but. feel like my dad's side of the family has some of those stories. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it was a, uh, it's interesting. And it puts it all into perspective, right? You know, you, uh, Julie and I were talking about that. We, we, you know, have a monthly budget meeting. Where we talk about you know you know where we're at, what we're planning to do, and you know hey you know what's the last couple of months look like? You know how much money have we really spent? You know, yeah. and it's absurd. It's absurd. You're telling me, and I'm like, where? Uh huh. <laughs> what do you have to show for it? Right? You know, and then I go hear her mother talking about what they grew up like. Uh huh. And you know, and you feel kind of gross. Where I did, I was just like, man, come on. I'm the same way. You I know? promise you. I feel I feel like if we if we had to tell our family members, like if we were stuck in a room and forced everyone had to go around in a circle, yeah, and share their monthly expenses. Oh yes. I would probably I'd be die. I'd be embarrassed. I'd, I would die. I'd be embarrassed, and it's not that we, you know, we're not eat, we're not ordering caviar and eating. <laughs> right. You know, right. I'm thirsty, so I order a bottle of Dawn. <laughs> you know, it must be a particular vintage. I hope that, you know, because my financial situation is considerably different than it was five years ago and then five years before that. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it's also the true in five years from now, considerably better. Right. <laughs> Not the other way. Uh, than it is currently. So I want that to be the case. But as that happens, I also want to understand... We've, we've got, I mean, never want, you know, be extremely grateful for what you have, yeah. you know, because there's a lot more, there's a lot of more, there's a lot of people, more people than not, that have considerably less than you do. 
So I try to keep it into perspective as much as possible. But yeah, we were talking about it yesterday, and I was just like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, we, we have similar conversations about the importance of because you kind of get in your own little bubble often. And you got to kind of look outside of that and just be extremely grateful always yeah. for what you have and where you're at, no matter what it is. Right. Start with the gratefulness, humbleness, thankfulness, and then you can move on to, okay, what, what do we want to do to get a little bit better? But always rooted in, happy to be where we are with what we oh, have yeah. and what we've done, no matter what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Yeah. We just always, we try to, we have that same mentality, but we, we also try to give. We've always tried to give to yeah. others, you know, whether it's money, money for school lunches or, you know, putting, get, you know, duffel bags full of stuff for, for homeless for yeah. around the holidays. And, you know, we went through a spell where we were randomly buying and cooking, loading up truck full of stuff and going downtown and handing out meals and stuff like that. We, we, we like to see that, that, you know, that it has that positive effect on right. others. You know, and the ability. And it's not just because, well, now that I'm making X amount of dollars, I can now give back. I mean, we've always tried to do it, you know. Yeah. It's just now we can afford to do more. Right. Because we have more. So, and I hope that that trend continues. Yep. Yep. But that's what we've been up to lately. And we're heading into the fall season now. So, um, I'm excited about it. Wife's not a, she's not not a fall. She enjoys everything about fall. She enjoys, she enjoys the, the holidays, she enjoys the decor, she likes wearing sweater sweaters and, you know, fuzzy socks and all this other stuff. She just doesn't want summer to end. And it's always fun really? until she says January second. Then after that there's no point in it being cold and gloomy for the next two and a half months, three months. She's like, just fast forward until spring and then right. now let's get on with it. Right, right, right. Because I'm a fan of that. You know, January, February, early March is just cold and it's rainy rough. for nothing. Yeah. There's no holidays. It's yeah. just no, right, no holidays you know, either. It's, like it's a tough time of the year. Yeah. My wife is all about fall. The year doesn't begin till fall begins. She gets super excited, rightfully so, because the summer heat's died down. We can actually go out for all the walks all the time. Just get out. Yeah. I mean, we get out now, but it's just different, you know, when you get out and you got you're sweating and the mosquitoes are out, and so you got to lather up or whatever the things are, right? Yeah. So she's a big fall fan. In fact, she's such a fall fan. I'm so appreciative for this. Last year or year before, I forget now, it's been so long, is when we went to Vermont just to see fall foliage, like the official. I remember you guys did that. U.S. fall foliage, and it was a phenomenal trip. I'm remembering this because last night we watched, like, uh, we do this every once in a while. We'll pull together our videos and photos of a particular trip or air time frame and we'll watch it back yeah. while, while we eat dinner and yesterday was uh, Seattle yeah. and see it, we just happened to be in Seattle whenever the trees were turning so it was beautiful fall looking trees it reminded me of Vermont so we went to Vermont for three weeks and it was a phenomenal trip so amazing weather fall weather amazing views I thought about you things. guys yesterday I follow a a page on Instagram 
And this is a, a a plug. I'd love to for them to reach out, but it's Fuller Style Rentals is what it's called. They build like these floating houses in the Seattle area, Pacific Northwest area. So you've okay. seen them where like you could buy these like legit houses. They're permanently tied to these waterfront docks. Okay. It's like a two-story situation. Yeah. It's beautiful. Wow. It's amazing. And they're rental units, long-term rentals, minimum 30 days. And they just had one come available, and it's in the Seattle area. And I was like, yo. That's very tempting. If we could rent a house in the Pacific Northwest for the fall season and and live there for 30 days. It'd be worth it. Oh. Yeah. I, if, it, if it weren't for the doggos, we'd totally do something like that. Yeah. You know, but. I think we may have looked at one of those properties when we were going up. We were only there for a week in yeah. Seattle. Some might be thinking, no, I, I remember, yeah, yeah, this is Seattle for sure. So we didn't rent it. It was on Airbnb. It was a property that was at the water. So, yeah, it was at the water. I don't think it was two stories, but like you, if you're in the ground floor and you walk out towards the water and there was just an open view. Yeah. And you walk out towards the water. I mean, you just, the water was just like at your feet. It was, it blew my mind. Yeah. I don't know how they do that. What about water level changes? Anyway, it was like, if the water rose by like, I don't know, a half a foot? It'd be in your living room. So I don't know how that works, but maybe it's a floating situation. Well, I don't know, but huh. I saw it. And it I was just, amazing. I stayed on the post for a little bit, just like scrolling back and forth through the pictures. Yeah. And I was like, do I pitch this as a real idea or not? <laughs> you know, and ultimately decided not. But we've had several conversations about what does retirement look like? How soon can we, you know, can we actually retire? You know, what do we need to be doing right now to make that a reality, yeah. you know? And, uh, you know, it's fun to kick around ideas like that, but she's never been to the West Coast. Mm. Never? No. That's an easy You got to go ahead and schedule that. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? You know, when we decided we were going to go to Iceland, and then COVID happened, you know, and then in the same year last year, I randomly got that deal for the flights to Hawaii. So we went to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. yeah. We did stay over in LA, you know, at the airport. Doesn't count. Right. Doesn't count. But we wanted to do like a trip out to see the Sequoias, you know, the Sequoia National Forest. Gone now. Right. Just kidding. I don't know. I don't know what the status is. Of the I don't know, but I, I know the fires last year, year before, something like that. Like, yeah, it wasn't kind. I remember seeing the post where they were, like, wrapping the fire blankets around the bottom of the trees and yeah. stuff. But, whew, you know, we need to get out there. Yeah. Because I've been to Seattle, and, and I, I loved it. I wanted, didn't want to, we were talking about going last year, but I didn't want to go until the Canadian border was open again so that if you're going right. to go to Seattle you get up might to as well roll over to Vancouver just to kind of cat around for a little that's bit that's what my buddy said he said if you're going that far right. get on up there we didn't do it but we only had a week so it didn't make sense yeah 
So, I, you know, anyway, so we'll see. But like I said, my son's a senior starting next fall. So we're talking about doing a big trip next year for the kids. Yeah. But uh, I feel like there's a sweet spot when your kids are out of school for good. I guess college is next, but you get more flexibility there schedule-wise. Yeah. Um, there's a sweet spot where you can, you know, they're adults, and you can, like, all go and travel as a family. Well, we're in that spot now, and that's what we were talking about with so a friend of ours. He's got young kid, and, we were, you know, when we had the kids at the boat last weekend, he's got a boat there at the marina, and we all just kind of sit on the dock and just hang out. And cool. He's talking about it, and he just said, hey, you know, I can't wait for him my kid to get to that age where they kind of go and do their own thing and they're self-sufficient if you're hungry they're you know they, they fix them something to eat or whatever right but and that's what you know wife and I were talking about is you know we're obviously parents but you know they're like little little best friends you know that we can kind of go and do things with and they yeah have their own opinions and you know bring something else to the table so it's been really fun yeah it's been a fun time you know, you get you go through that thing where you're like, oh, you're growing up so fast. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, they change every time you see them, and mm-hmm. they learn new stuff. And sometimes it makes you feel old, but more often than not, it it makes you excited to to see what else they they've come up with. You know, so it's pretty cool. Oliver came home from school talking about feeling old, randomly chanting the "Who let the dogs out?" Oh. I guess the kids at the school were just singing it on a, <laughs> while they're playing or whatever, so yeah. he picked it up. So I played the video for him yesterday. <laughs> he appreciated that. Yeah, it's funny. It's a weird dynamic now because he was home until, what, four weeks ago now? School started. He's been home with us, so we know him in and out. Like, we could predict his every move, it feels like at least. But now he's got these external influences. So, who knows anymore? <laughs> who let knows? Him, let him get a little bit older. Yeah. And when he gets when he gets his own phone. God, never. Not happening. When he, uh, I hear you. <laughs> when he gets his own phone. Yeah. And then he discovers social media. Yeah. And YouTube. Not only will his his friends and the outside influences at school affect him and change him, but exposing him to the world via social media and YouTube and everything else. Yeah. It's like, where the hell did you learn that? <laughs> I just, yeah, I prefer him to stay in his little kid bubble as long as he possibly can. I, I don't know. It will probably be those what you consider overprotective parents. I just assume at this point we want him to, you know, just be six when he's six. And when he's seven, just be seven, you know. When he's eight, just be eight and not, but not what end is, up what being is, 12 what is when eight? he's 10. What is seven? What is eight? I, yeah, right? it's, a, you know? it's a good point. So seven and eight, like I talked about earlier, <sighs> seven and eight to my mother-in-law versus seven and eight to you and I yeah. versus seven and eight to my kids. It's true. Versus Oliver, those are four different scenarios. That's true. Completely different scenarios. You know, we went through that thing early on when, before the kids got an iPhone, which was 
They had iPads. Yeah. I don't want you to sit on your iPad all day long, you know. We didn't do that when we were kids because we didn't have it. <laughs> right. If you had an iPad, you would have been on it all the 100%. time. 100%. It's an amazing thing. 100%. You know? I played Super Mario Brothers nonstop and Atari, you know? And it, it, roll it back again, talk about mother-in-law. Yeah. She was tying string, you know, needling thread around bugs and using right. them, you know, to play with because they didn't have that kind of shit. Right. So, right. It, you, you, you want them to be kids, but the definition of being a kid is completely different now than it it's used to true. be. It's true. It's true. So it really comes down to how we define what it is to be a six-year-old, and that's what he ends up doing. Yeah. Yeah. And in a lot of, in there are some ways where it's just like, man, no, you know. Yeah. I don't want that kind of influence on my kid. Yeah. But in so many other ways, it's like they're so much further ahead of the curve than we were. And it's because they've been influenced and, and uh, exposed to that kind of, to the world yeah. via social media. Again, it's a powerful tool. Yeah. And, you know, can skew their vision in a particular way. But if you continue to engage them, and say, hey, you know, here's what that really means. Yeah, yeah, it's the parenting that goes along with right. it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Lot to think about. Lot to think about. Like he has an iPad, for example, right now, but we we've sort of coached him towards doing the things that are, are positive for him so far. Or th- or things that we think that as a six year old, things that you would do on an right. iPad. And steered him away from just sort of like diving into things like YouTube videos or whatever all the th- all the other things I don't know I think I think we'll keep doing that for whatever we think is right for the time it, and just, just paying like attention to what everybody like else said, is doing what you do and what I do could yeah. be two different things but yeah. y- y- there's no right way right way or wrong way I mean it's here's how my de- my definition of the right way for us is it always comes back to how is that serving you as a person? So whatever you're doing, the things, are they positively impacting you or negatively or neutral? And if anything falls on the negative side, well, let's, let's slowly weed that out. And if it's positive, then let's slowly push that in. And if it's neutral, then well, whatever. That's kind of how I view it. It's, it's perception as well, too, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I read some of, this, some of the politics. You know, A, it's good to keep up on world events. You know, sometimes it serves you in conversation, not because of the, the content of the material, but the actual engagement in conversation, which could then lead to other things. Hey, that's so it's a good not point. about it's not about, hey, whether or not Trump actually took home confidential documents that he should have returned. Right. You know, it's it's how are you on current events? You know, the meeting between Putin and, you know, President Z, President Z in China, you know, in Uzbekistan that's coming up. What is the global significance of that? You know, how does that affect my business? Yeah. What they're talking about, I have no idea. Right. Does it impact me directly? I don't know. Right. But how does it fit in the bigger picture? And can we have a conversation with somebody who's into foreign affairs or into business in China or, you know, is from Uzbekistan, you know, or from Russia? You know, how does that affect you? 
yeah. being able to have that conversation so that you don't seem like you're in this little bubble. That's a, that's a really great way to put so it. So you're saying, hey, I don't want my kids to be reading about all this politics because the media skews it in their particular right. you know, direction depending on what news agency it is and who actually owns it. The content of the matter, the same story can be told multiple ways you know, yeah. depending on how you're looking at it. Do you want your kid involved in that? Not really. But how does that fit to the global picture so right. that you don't consider yourself, well, I'm a red-blooded American, you know, you know freedom and eagles right. and hot dog eating contests and shit, you know? It's how do you get outside and look at the entire picture? So my personal opinion, that's what I think of it. But I like that. I it's, like it's all about perspective. And that, yeah. that's, that's the way I look at it from a lot of things. Yeah, so if it's like politics, even if it's not something that we engage in heavily, it's something you still want to know about in order to engage other people about it. Whether or not I care about what that subject is, because whether or not Trump took home top secret documents to Mar-a-Lago, I don't give a shit. I could care less. I don't care about special counsel. I don't care about the FBI raid. You know, and I understand out of everything I just said, there are multiple avenues of, well, if they do that to him, they do that to you, and yada, 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 overreach. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't play into what I'm concerned about at the moment. But if you started talking about it, we could have a conversation. They say, you know, hey, what you, you know, what do you think about X? And then next thing you know, we're hanging out. Next thing you know, we're doing podcasts, having coffee every couple weeks, you know? Speaking of that, I've noticed this theme of the compounding effect of life, of living. Um, like you just mentioned, like you, it, start, it all starts with a small seed, mm. and over the years it compounds. Yep. And how crazy, this is what blows my mind, you can never imagine, like the first day we met, right? There's the seed. You could have never imagined that we'd be sitting at a Pops coffee shop Oh, I just said the name. Did I say it earlier? You did? No, plugged it twice. Yeah. Pop's Coffee Shop, that's three. Recording a podcast. Right. Years later. You can't imagine, and so you can't imagine what five years from now might be like for any of the given seeds that are being planted today. Which brings me to my final point on this theme, which is go plant seeds. If you wake up every day, this is my opinion, just blasting it out there. If you wake up every day, and you go out and you just gun for the things that you're passionate about, the things that you care about, the things that you want to be doing in the future, you can't help but end up there. It's in your control. Well, you, have you just to, plant the seeds and water them. You have to make, you have to put a foot forward. You got to start. Right. You know, that's the thing that I've tried to explain to the kids is, is what you see as far as, the household that, that we that we provide for you now, and what your mother and, and, and your and, and stepdad provide for you right now, is is an amazing. It's an amazing household. It takes a ton of money on both sides to keep that kind of thing up. Um, my ex-wife and 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 her her husband, fantastic, you know, fantastic dynamic. My kids. It was confusing at first, and I had some feelings about it, but they would say, Dad, and I was like, yeah, they weren't talking about me. 
<laughs> right. Talking about their stepdad. Great guy. He's he's done nothing but give them kids everything they could possibly want or need. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I, again, I think about it as you know, the kids are fortunate now that they not only have my wife and I, but they have their mother and their stepdad. Yeah. They have two families. An amazing that, support group. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's incredible. So we were very fortunate in that in that aspect. But try to tell them, that, you know, you see what we are we we do on the weekends and how we come and go, and you know, it, it take it takes a lot to get to that point. We weren't here five ten years ago. Much less, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. So it takes. You, you got to start. Yeah. You got to have some planning. Life is going to happen, but you got to be able to pivot and, and, and go with the flow to, to an extent. Uh, but you have to make plans and you have to execute. Yep. You know? And you got to start. start. You know, my son's thing about it, I want to play football, but if I can't be the quarterback, I don't want to play. <laughs> Bro, you know, get in line. Every kid that's yeah, ever wanted to play. Right. You know, a sport has either wanted to, you know, be the star basketball player or wanted to be the pitcher sure. for the baseball team or want to be the quarterback, right. you know. And if you can't, well, I don't want to play. Dude, you got to start somewhere, Yeah, bro. you can't go out like that. Because it, it, with that kind of motivation, the first moment that you don't see the path towards being the quarterback, you're out. Right. And if you jump out, well, what about all that time you spent? I'm not, I didn't let it jump out. No, bro, you sign up to play a team sport, you will finish the you season. Join, yes, right. You know, right? Yeah, that's. And if uh, you don't want to play next season, that's all on you. Yeah, but you started it, you committed, you're a part of the team. Yeah, you show up, finish it. You know, preach. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, the the compounding, the compounding thing. Get you know, get started early. Get started early and just every day go after it. That's the thing about, you know, the compounding interest when you talk right. about, hey, if you put $200 a month into a right to an account, you know, by the time you reach 55, it'll be X amount of dollars and it's compounding interest. It's like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, man, I wish I'd done that. But I think about when I was 22 years old, I didn't have $200 a month that I was willing to part with to stick right. into an account, you know, $500 a month. Right. You know, our mentality, well, my mentality was much, much different at that point. Not to mention my cash flow but still, was much, much different. Aside from the, the money, the financial side, but you still did the compounding of events, right? Oh, yeah. For life, life skills, connections, oh, yeah. job changes, all the things well, that go it, into it's, building. It's the way I describe it to my kids, how I ended up in the career that I'm in. Yeah. I didn't start out wanting to be that. You know, I, same. <laughs> I ended up there as well. Hell, might as well do this for now. And then right. here's an opportunity. Let me jump on it. Exactly. And, and it's it's compounded one over the other, and it's built enough experience to where it's. Right. I've had opportunities that I've been able to capitalize on. So, I see between you and me and other people that I know, I see a very clear path for you. Ju- you you jump into a career, you yeah. spend I don't know five ten years in it, you gain the knowledge, gain the skills, to the point where. After 10 years, you can capitalize for your own personal benefit on the connections you've made, on the businesses that yeah. you've interacted with. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a repeatable thing. Yeah, if you could find a VHS tape, if you know what that is. VHS. You know, 
and uh, it could roll it back to when I was six years old. And they panned around and said, you know, why are you special? (laughs) It probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't say I'm special because and then tell them what I'm doing today for a career. No, it is far from. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so it's it's, I did explain that. It's very I think I think that it's unique that if you go into college and say, hey, I want to be a physical therapist for a college football team that 20 years after you said that as you enter your freshman year of college or your senior year of high school that in 20 years you're a PT for a college football (laughs) program I would pay money to go to a show or see a show or listen to content where someone's pulled together a group of 10 people (laughs) who have actually from a very young age said I'm going to be this set out and achieved it That'd be cool to cool to listen to. That'd be inspirational, even. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know about inspirational. It's got to be so rare. I don't know about inspirational for me because I mean, life changes. Your circumstances change. But but like how how, uh, how amazing for those people. Like if they somehow figured out oh, how yeah. to push through all the little nuances and how to set a goal and then it'd be unwavering for years. Yeah. That's yeah. one of. The, I mean, I set a goal for next week. Yeah. Shoot, I set a goal for today, and I'm like, deviating. I'm like, Elizabeth, yeah. tonight, 10.30 bedtime. We got this. Yeah, 10.45, Ten, you're like, damn it. Tonight, what well, we'll happened tomorrow. last night? <laughs> <laughs> we'll start tomorrow. That's yeah, we'll the start. death of every That's goal. It, right? We'll start tomorrow. That kills half the goals. It's right midweek. There. Might as well start fresh on a Monday. <laughs> you know, that's our thing. <laughs> right. It's not tomorrow. Might as well start on a Monday so that we got a clean start. I hate weeks. I hate days. <laughs> I hate any unit of time because it totally skews our ability to execute. Like you said, like if today's Wednesday, I'm like, I'll start next Monday. God, you just lost something Does like it four skew days. Your ability to execute. Yes. Or do you have piss poor time management. Uh, both. Because I've seen you literally <laughs> log into an app, and then you say, I allocated 20 minutes for this. I am now at my 20-minute mark, and then you have pivoted to something completely different. And I'm like, that is insane. You're a madman. For a, for a period of time, I was a little mad. Yeah. No, I do. I hate, I hate units of time. It's a love-hate relationship. Right now, I hate it. Because the way I see the, the continuum of life right now is that every hour, every every minute, all units of time, which I hate, are increments of moments where you can do something to impact you or others in a positive way. And I think when we talk about hours, days, weeks, months, years, we start to lose the concept of like now matters, right now matters, you know? Yeah. Well, did I, did my, yeah, right now matters. And you, you lose your ability to take advantage of this moment to go to bed on time or to wake up <laughs> on time or to, you know, tell your friend that story that, you know, whatever it is. I would say that I would send you a text at 1025 and say bedtime's in four minutes. I'll tell FYI. you, I got all the alarms set up. But I, I, I will be asleep long before Are 1030. Are you? <laughs> yes. Good for you. I have a theory at this point that I have a theory that super successful people, the majority of them, have a very structured sleep routine. And I'll tell you why. I have this theory because what I've noticed is 
the grave importance sleep has on your daily mood, your daily ability to think, oh, yeah. remember, oh, yeah. all the things. You are so impaired. Who is it? that we, we follow this guy. I think I've mentioned it before, David Sinclair, who's like, he's well known for like trying to extend life and live the longest, but he's really versed in sleep as well. And so he's, he's talked about sleep before. And he's referenced studies where when you wake up with a really poor night's sleep, um, if you do it a few nights in a row, your body actually wakes up in a pre-diabetic state. Like if you measure your blood results, your blood sugar results, like you have the same markers as someone with pre-diabetes. He also talks about uh, there's a process that occurs in your brain at night while you sleep, when you're getting good sleep, like multiple REM cycles, uh, that your brain, there's like a fluid that washes through your brain and it removes like a plaque some sort of buildup in your brain area. I think I had heard that before. Like flushes this out. Yeah. And and that that process is what we think. What he what they think is um, what keeps your like your neurons firing well. Keeps you like what you would consider as like fresh and well slept. That feeling of well slept. Like you can think well. You can recall facts or memory well. And so yeah. So now I've got this theory that. Or maybe I'm just noticing now that when I have a poor night's sleep, I cha- I'm very challenged to execute on what my goals are. It's challenging to stay on track for the day. It's challenging to stay motivated. Huh. Go to bed. Go to sleep. But guess what? Every night, I want to, whatever the thing is, watch TV with Elizabeth or chat about something or hang out and consume the news that I've missed out on. Whatever the things are. You've got to catch up on it tomorrow. I know. Go Speaking of time blocks. What do you got? Wow. Yeah. Oh, shoot. This might be a two-episode gig right here. That's it for me today, man. Oh, wait. We started at 830, yeah. 10. All right. I guess I do need to break these things down into two episodes. If they're 45 minutes, I mean, that's a god-awful amount of time to listen to anybody talk. Depends, you know. Nobody's got a 45-minute commute anymore. That's I mean, if, not I, true. if I had to go to if I had to go to the office, yeah, it's an hour commute, 56 minutes this morning. What it said, which I don't go to the office, but if I had to, there it is. All right. Well, see you at the boat. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs>